Edge rusher is a position of question for this Denver Broncos team coming into the offseason. Will the Broncos look at maybe bringing back Von Miller? Will Von Miller want to return, or do the Broncos look elsewhere from some other teams where they look to the NFL draft? We began our Denver Broncos free agency preview on edge rusher, one of the most important positions the Broncos need to address here this offseason. You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcasts in audio format. You can watch us on video in high definition. All you got to do is go to YouTube, search Lockdown Broncos, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications if you haven't done so already for daily Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. And once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Sarah, my friend, edge rusher is a huge position of need for the Broncos this upcoming season, especially if they want to have a chance to get back to the postseason in a division that contains Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and more than likely Derek Carr, who was aimed to be extended here soon. They're going to have to find a way to get after the quarterback a lot more than they did this past season, specifically on the outside, my friend. Can't wait to break it all down with you. I can't wait to break it down either, Cody. You know, I think really this is the number one need for the Denver Broncos, in my opinion, outside of the quarterback position. Of course, you solidify that quarterback position. Everybody else is going to look really good. But, man, we just saw in the Super Bowl again, once again, every single year, I feel like this comes into play. Your pass rush is so, so critical, and it can pay huge dividends. We saw it again in the AFC title game against Patrick Mahomes with Trey Hendrickson and and all those defensive linemen for the Cincinnati Bengals getting after Patrick Mahomes. You see it in the Super Bowl with on the other side, the Rams really getting after Joe Burrow. And even as good as Burrow is at escaping pressure, we know, man, I mean, that Rams pass rush was relentless. And, of course, Aaron Donald's, they don't grow on trees. Von Miller's, they don't grow on trees. But, man, the, this year's crop in free agency and the draft off the edge is truly ripe for the picking. I think the Broncos are going to be able to do uh, a serious, some serious damage at this position. They need to, and obviously this year's NFL draft class is loaded with it, but so many questions. We can't focus on the NFL draft yet, ladies and gentlemen, until we see free agency, until we see what the Broncos decide to do. That's why you're not getting a mock draft from me until after I see the Broncos make some moves in free agency. It'll give us a little bit of a better eye as to what they may be doing in the NFL draft or if they're even planning on having any draft picks through the first three rounds. We will see how that goes here for this Broncos (laughs) football team. But Sarah, kind of before we look ahead, let's look back at the present here in 2021, the pass rush position here for the Broncos really entering the season I think a lot of us were wondering how's it going to go I mean George Payton decided to pick up the 18 million dollar club option for Von Miller and so we're like hey the Broncos they're going all in here with Von Miller Bradley Chubb this could be the first time where we really see that dominant pass rush duo that we haven't seen in Vic Fangio's defense and then we saw Bradley Chubb obviously throughout the offseason deal with that bone spur had to get it cleaned out 
missed week one against the New York Giants, made his debut week two, and only went a few plays before re-aggravating that ankle injury. That sidelined him for a significant amount of time. He was able to come back at the end part of the season. I thought he had a really great finish to the end of the season, you know, especially with a lot of questions looming about his future beyond 2022. It's something to keep an eye on there, but things didn't go necessarily as planned because then Von Miller, you know, it's Cleveland Browns game. The Broncos couldn't stop the run. Von goes down with an injury, and we all thought based on the replay, oh, my gosh, hey, this could be season-ending. This looked like a horrible injury to him, let alone a couple days later. Von Miller traded to the Los Angeles Rams as George Payton stockpiles some of these draft picks here. So that was really, from the starting standpoint, the story of the pass rushers. And, and I think one of the things that we've been able to do and see throughout these last two seasons as the, the pandemic has really impacted, obviously, roster construction and the way that things are shuffled throughout the season. Of course, like you've been able to see different guys get action on the field because of the the COVID list. You know, guys go on the COVID list for a couple weeks at a time. And, and, and this past season, that happened in a number of ways for the Denver Broncos. We saw, obviously, Man. you know, from, from injuries to trades to co- guys on the COVID list to guys getting, you know, I mean, all of the above traded for. I mean, we had so much going on this season at the edge position that you really got a chance to see what is, what is the Broncos depth like off the edge this season. And guys like Jonathan Cooper, the rookie, the seventh round pick out of Ohio State, really, really stepping up. I feel like becoming a factor off the edge. So you, you go into an offseason kind of thinking, okay, you're going to have probably five edge players, maybe six on your final roster. So how many does that mean that you need going into training camp? And what kind of competition do you want to bring in? I feel like this season, Cody, based on what we saw from Jonathan Cooper, based on what we'll talk about next segment about the likelihood of maybe Malik Reed coming back, Riley Chubb obviously still under contract. I feel like we could see the Broncos kind of take a similar approach to the edge position this offseason that we saw at cornerback in the 2021 offseason where they went out free agency, you know, you sign a couple of guys, maybe one guy to a longer term deal, one guy to a shorter term deal. And then you turn right back around in the NFL draft and use one of your top picks on that position. But certainly looking at the 2021 season didn't inspire a ton of confidence, did it in terms of projecting to 2022? Like, Oh yeah, we we can say with certainty, Bradley Chubb is going to be back to the player that he once was off the edge. We can't say that. We can't say that anymore. I mean, that's just the case. 2019, ACL. 2020, you had the ankle. 2021, obviously the bone spur. So, so of course, there's just tons of different things going on with Chubb that it gives you it gives you a reason, I think, if you're George Payton, to not only double up but triple up, get some depth, get some, take some dart throws, you know, and they did that last season as well. I think it's important to look at as well. And you mentioned one of those dart throws, George Payton going out and, you know, going with who he's familiar with, which rightfully so bringing in veteran pass rusher Stephen Weatherly with the goggles and everything. From the moment <laughs> Weatherly got on the field for the Broncos, you could see that he was an impact player. Like everyone was worried about, okay, hey, Vaughn's gone here, but who's going to be the other guy that's going to step up? Stephen Weatherly took it upon himself to really be one of those guys. And really it came in that Dallas Cowboys game where the Broncos go on the road and just manhandle Dak Prescott and the boys, not America's team anymore but you know I I think that was one thing that we saw that kind of paid off and so it goes to the whole thought process about George Payton I like what you mentioned about maybe taking the approach that they did with cornerback double dipping I am not going to be surprised if George Payton comes into this offseason and says, hey, like you mentioned, we need to get this guy, we need to get this guy. Jonathan Cooper is going to be probably that number three, number four guy 
But that number four guy is going to be an impact player. Jonathan Cooper is fantastic, and he's only going to get better as he continues to get reps and continues to grow here. Outside of that, you know, let's take a look at Malik Reed. He's the other guy here. Sarah, in your opinion, do you see him maybe taking a step forward or taking a step back a little bit? Because for a little bit of time there, he was kind of buried a little bit on the depth chart in the rotation, but then towards the end of the season, I started seeing him make more plays. I mean, he was disrupting guys. He maybe didn't have the sack production, but he was creating pressure, and that's one thing we love to see from Malik Reed. He did that, and it wasn't the year that he had a season to go, but I think this year he had a pretty solid year for the most part. Yeah, and I think from Malik Reed, what we really need to see more of is is consistency, right? I mean, he came out of Nevada, and he wasn't like a traditional pass rusher at Nevada. I mean, he was all over the field for the Nevada defense. Of course, coming from a school like that where you're the best player on the defense, then going to the NFL as an undrafted guy where you kind of have to carve out your role. So how is he at the point of attack on a consistent basis? You know, he kind of got engulfed a few times. Like we talked about the struggles in the run defense last season, right? Well, Malik Reed was victimized on on a few of those plays i'm not saying he was the problem but i think consistency from malik reed is something that we need to see look we can we can project all day long with these guys the broncos have to have to weigh the option of do we buy into malik reed as a potential starter for us going forward or do we want to try to upgrade over malik reed because as as valuable as he has been over the last couple seasons and as great of a story as he is an undrafted player. Yeah. I feel like you really have to weigh that, you know, the, the, the alternatives that are coming at you this off season. So I think, I think this past season, it's fair to say that from some perspectives, he may have taken a step back. I can't, I can't sit here and honestly say, well, yeah, Malik Reed took a huge step forward because I felt it just, it just seemed like the eye test Cody for me, the pass rush productivity was better the previous season when when he was playing in place of Von Miller instead of Bradley Chubb. It felt like the pass rush productivity was a bit better in 2020 than 2021. So I feel like he's a player that you could you – know, the reasonable risk as a restricted free agent for sure. To me, maybe a bit of a step back though in 2021. I, I think I, you know, part of me is wondering too with Malik. You know, I think a lot of it is preferential, like playing on a certain side. Like Vaughn, we know always played on the defensive left. You know, there were times where Malik Reed stepped in at that defensive left, and I thought he did really well. There was times he went to the right side, and it felt like maybe at that point he saw a little bit more attention because sometimes, depending on hash down in distance, you might see a strength formation to that right side there where they're going to double team you. All these things are factored into it. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Well, Sarah and I, we're going to dive into the Broncos upcoming unrestricted and restricted free agents on the roster currently at the edge rusher position. We play a little bit of swipe left, swipe right, and see who we would bring back coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.net, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betonline they remain the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds right to the olympic coverage and information head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and learn more about the trends and action betonline where the game starts 
All right, Broncos country, as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, once again, Broncos country, I want to say thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. When you wake up in the morning, you go to make breakfast, you go to work out, you go, you know, you go for a run. We appreciate all of you who tune in to Lockdown Broncos or you sit at your coffee table, you sit out and you enjoy the beautiful sunrise in Colorado, wherever you're at, sipping a cup of coffee and listening to Lockdown Broncos. We just want to say thank you so much. Your support means the world to both Sarah and myself. We love interacting with all of you on Twitter, on YouTube. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen or to watch us for the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But Sarah, let's get into the conversation now. When we look at the free agency preview, we take a look at, okay, who are the restricted free agents? Who are the unrestricted free agents? One of the guys we just talked about on the prior segment, Malik Reed, he is set to become a restricted free agent. Now, I think when you go back and you look at his journey as an undrafted guy, and obviously we had a really great interview with him early on last offseason about some of his goals that he has, and he's worked closely with Von Miller. The question is, even though you came into the NFL as an undrafted rookie free agent, you made an impression on the previous coaching staff. For Malik Reed coming into this upcoming season as an RFA, when George Payton sits down with the scouts and the coaches to go over the roster planning, free agency planning, do they look at Malik Reed and say, hey, we need to bring this guy back. I, I still think he can be a core guy for what you want to do, not to mention he plays an impact on special teams. So I don't want to lose sight on that. However, I always feel like when you have a brand-new coaching staff, it does raise a little bit of concern for a guy of Malik Reed's status as to whether or not he will be back. It, it does. It does raise concern for it. And I think the fact that he's a restricted free agent really plays into his favor in this, Cody. I mean, for anybody that's listening that doesn't understand the difference between restricted and unrestricted, obviously restricted free agents, teams in the NFL have basically the first right at those players, right? So the Broncos will offer Malik Reed a predetermined tender based on either the original round, which he wasn't drafted, or they could go as high as a first round tender, second round tender. Typically a guy like Malik Reed, who's been a starter for a couple years, those types of players will get a second round tender or original round tender, depending on where they were drafted, right, Cody? So I think it's likely we'll see the price of a, a second round tender is probably close to like three or four million dollars. And with the the amount of cap space the Broncos have, for a player like Malik Reed who started for you for a couple of seasons now, four million dollars is gonna be a it's it's a bargain price for one yes. season. And it gives it gives you a guy that would have then some serious trade value too. I mean, if, if he continues to play or, you know, say a team suffers an injury off the edge, you know, all of a sudden Malik Reed for four million dollars, he started the last two seasons, that starts to sound extremely appealing so I feel like the restricted free agent tender a second round level for Malik Reed really makes a lot of sense unless the Broncos want to do you know and say hey we're going to give you your choice to go wherever and we're going to sign these other guys maybe you go the original round tender and let Malik Reed kind of then at that point he would become basically uh, an unrestricted free agent with the Broncos having the ability to match any offer that he would get from another team. Well, you know, when you let one of those guys go, there's always the possibility. And I think for a guy like Malik Reed, you know, everyone talks about Shaq Barrett. I mean, there is a real possibility Malik Reed could go be a star for another team if, in fact, <laughs> yeah. he's let go. So you always have to worry about that because if, in fact, Malik Reed departs in free agency and a team picks him up and let's say he just has this dominant season, people are going to be like, what were the Broncos thinking letting this guy go? Right. They traded away Von Miller. They have questions about Bradley Chubb, but they let this guy go. I mean, there's always those narratives that always come up as like hindsight arguments. I think that Malik Reed has done enough, Sarah, like you pointed out, to stay on this Broncos roster. We know he has the upside to contribute, especially in a meaningful role. Now, 
it goes back to the word consistency, right? Now, was the product of the consistency or inconsistency based on Malik Reed's play, technique, alignment, or was it a product of the of the scheme and maybe not where Malik Reed suits well with? I always felt like on that left side, the defensive left was his, his spot there. But we saw Bradley Chubb, Jonathan Cooper kind of step up into those roles there. Opposite, you know, Bradley Chubb on the right side, and then the rotation between Jonathan Cooper and Malik Reed and even Stephen Weatherly on that left side. So when you're in a rotational position, how how hard is it to kind of get in rhythm? I always feel like probably very tough in the NFL. There was the same question that, ha- that happened when the Broncos had DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, Shaq Barrett, Shane Ray. I mean, those guys there. So it, it's something I don't want to discount there. But, yeah, I mean, I personally, Sarah, I would love to see Malik Reed back. I still think that he is a key guy in that Broncos locker room for those guys. He's now emerged as one of those veteran guys and one of those old heads. And, and I think that when you look at the Broncos having this culture of undrafted gems, he kind of epitomizes that. So I, I think I'm on board with Malik coming back here. Now let's talk about George Payton's draft and not draft, but acquiring some, you know, guy draft capital for a guy like Steven Weatherly. And uh, during the season last year from the Minnesota Vikings, like I said, I mean, he was an impact player in a rotational role. And the question is, do you look at maybe a guy like Steven Weatherly and do you maybe ponder, okay, Hey, he stepped up for us in a big way last year when we really needed him to, However, are there better options out there in a free agency market? Does that change in your opinion, sir? Maybe George Payton's line of thinking about the edge rusher position, because we know it is huge. And and Bradley Chubb's still under contract, approaching that timeline between the fifth-year option. Uh, It's kind of a tough position to be in right now for the Broncos, specifically at edge. It is. And I think for Stephen Weatherly's case, you know, you that's the kind of guy that to me, if I'm George Payton, I would let Stephen Weatherly kind of get to free agency let him put the feelers out there and say, you know, before the negotiating period starts, say, hey, if you get an offer from another team, bring it back to us because we'd like to have you part of the equation this year. Uh, bring it back to us and we'll see like what we can do to maybe up up the ante a little bit or maybe match that if you want to stay in Denver. I think that definitely that's the that's the kind of guy that he is, right? I mean, he's not the yeah. kind of guy that you're saying like, all right, we need to get to the table right away with Stephen Weatherly and re and negotiate a new contract because we need him back. He's maybe a guy that you would want to have back for depth if the other options that you go after don't necessarily work out. I mean, obviously he has history with the Vikings and George Payton was part of drafting him out of Vanderbilt back in the day. And then things didn't work out for him in Carolina, but they kind of resurfaced back in Minnesota. And then he did really well, I thought with the Denver Broncos. So to me, that's the kind of guy that you would say, Hey, Steven Weatherly, he's on our wants list, but he's not necessarily at the top of that list or maybe even in the second or third tier. Like he's, He's the kind of guy that you acquire at the trade deadline during the season, and and he can help your team out in a short period of time. He's not bad by any means, but I don't think you're going to go and offer him a three-year, $15 million contract or something like that to stick around. You say, hey, if you get a couple offers in free agency and you think that one of them is great, take it. If you don't get anything, come back to us, and we'll see what we can do about bringing you back on. I, I think that's a great point that you mentioned. And obviously one of those points we want to get to is who are the available guys out there on the free agency market? Well, Sarah Bettinger and myself, we break that down coming up here in just a moment here on Lockdown Broncos. But before we get to that, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over at Built Bar. And if you love chocolate, if you love protein bars, if you love something that tastes just like a candy bar, 
Built Bar is your go-to and should be your go-to if it already isn't as is. Built Bar, they contain 100% milk chocolate. When you take a bite into them, they're soft and they are easy to chew. And you can go to Built.com right now to see the nine amazing original flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors that you get every single month at Built.com. And every protein bar, every Built Bar contains 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. That is tremendous if you need a little bit of extra fuel to get through your day. And if you go to Built.com right now and you select a box of flavor that you love, you can go to checkout. And when you go to checkout, apply the promo code LOCKED15. You know what that's going to do? That's going to give you 15% off at Built.com. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off at Built.com. All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, real quick, once again, Broncos country, mile high, salute to you. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Sir, there's a question in the air right now in Broncos country, especially after Super Bowl 56. Do the Denver Broncos look at bringing back Von Miller for the 2022 NFL season? And Von has been very candid. Like, even in Radio Row interviews, it said, like, I'm a Bronco for life. I'm just working for the L.A. Rams right now. And he's got another Super Bowl. His legacy is there. I mean, he's even tied Charles Haley for the most sacks in Super Bowl appearances there. He had a chance to break it, but he's tied there. Obviously, a very exclusive company to be in. You can make the argument he could have won Super Bowl MVP. I, I thought that maybe for his impact, he and Aaron Donald should have probably gotten co-MVPs in that game. But, you know, what? it is what it is. Cooper Cup balled out. But the question is, does Von Miller come back? Tim Patrick, Broncos wide receiver, said, hey, Von, you can come back to the Broncos now. I mean, I don't know how realistic it'll be for Von to return, but if he wants to and George Payton says, hey, let's come together, I don't think Von's looking for this massive mega deal. I I feel like Von's going to be in this maybe final three to five years where he might retire here soon. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Would you bring Von Miller back here in 2022? I, I absolutely would, Cody, and I, I know this is going to seem like fan service, but honestly, it just it makes too much sense. Like if Von Miller and the Los Angeles Rams had lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, then I would then I would be thinking to myself, okay, Von got to the Super Bowl again and he didn't win, so now like ring chasing is going to be the final three to five years of his you know NFL yeah. career, his playing career. If that were the case, I don't necessarily see right now, unless barring a trade at quarterback for the Denver Broncos that's happening while we're recording this, which is not <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, barring a trade for a quarterback, I wouldn't see the Broncos as being his best option to go ring chasing. But like you said. His legacy is established. He's the greatest defensive player in Denver Broncos history. For anybody that wants to debate that, you can feel free to talk to the wall behind me. Second of all, I think that obviously he's still playing at an extremely high level. And and, and that's evidenced by the, the, the way that he was able to stand out on the Rams defense and on the Broncos defense before he was traded. So to me, Cody, I feel like it's a no brainer to, br- to bring him back. He got the second Super Bowl victory. And I feel like you could see it in his eyes when he was kind of soaking in that moment at the end of the game. There's that video that's going around Twitter right now. Vaughn just kind of, I mean, he, he even said, you know, it was so much more for him. It meant so much more to him to play and win that game. Obviously the loss of Demarius Thomas yeah. weighing heavily on his mind. But but like I tweeted out, you know, the last time he won the Super Bowl, Cody, it was with Tlaib. It was with Ware. It was with TJ Ward and, and all of his boys. DeMar- it was with all those guys. And and this, the next time that he won the Super Bowl, you can't help but think that he's feeling like, man, this should have been with my guy Justin. This should have been with my guy Chubb. This should have been with my, you know, all of the guys that he's been in the trenches with in Denver through these losing seasons, he was able to get back to the pinnacle without him. I think to me, he's going to 
continue to cement and establish his legacy in Denver, I think he is going to come back. We'll have to wait and see. I'd love to have Von Miller back, and I know a majority of Broncos country would. When a guy goes on, like obviously trade away from the team that you support, and you see him win a Super Bowl, I mean the amount of love that Broncos country showed Von Miller there, fantastic. I would love to see Von back. Let's take a look at some other free agent options that could be out there. Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals, he got off to a really hot start in one game of the season and then dealt with injuries. I mean, I feel like injuries have always been kind of something for him. There's Dante Fowler, who has some familiarity, obviously, in the time he played uh, you know, in Jacksonville. You know, there's the Jacksonville ties. We can talk about Hackett there. But, you know, interesting enough, and then Hassan Reddick as well. I mean, what are your thoughts on these three guys? And we'll go down the list because there's some other intriguing names out there on the free agency market. So we'll go rapid fire here. I would definitely like to see Chandler Jones. I think that he's kind of the number one guy out there, right? But at the same time, you got to wonder, will the Cardinals franchise tag him? So how realistic of an option is he actually for the Denver Broncos? I'm not 100% sure, but you got to include him on the list because there's always a possibility. So if he becomes available, I think he would probably be the most highly coveted of the free agent edge rushers, Dante Fowler Jr. I hadn't even thought about the Jacksonville connection, actually, Cody, when you brought that up. So I think that's a great point. I think it's definitely worth monitoring as we go forward in this because Fowler had a good bounce back season with the Atlanta Falcons this past season. I believe he had nine sacks and he racked up the QB hits as well. So he's definitely an option, maybe for them, even for the franchise tag. But if he hits the open market, I like that one. And then obviously I'm a I'm a big fan of the the free agent edge rusher class this year. I think Hassan Reddick is an intriguing guy to me, Cody. He, he obviously was playing in a familiar situation with Matt Rule, and he you know coached him at Temple and all that stuff. But man, he had 11 sacks this past season, and he had a similar number the year before that with the Arizona Cardinals. So obviously that stuff's not happening by accident. He can bring you some juice and some serious speed off the edge when called upon. What about Dallas Cowboys edge rusher, pass rusher, Randy Gregory? Look, I think he's a dominant force. Obviously, what he was able to do in Dan Quinn's defense is there. I think that there have been concerns in the past about obviously some substance stuff, but more, you know, also injuries. I I think he dealt with some injuries last season, which could, I think, give the Broncos or any NFL team some leverage when looking at him. But then there's also another guy, too, that went to the Cleveland Browns in Jadavian Clowney, who also, I mean, I felt like at times had some boneheaded plays, some really poor decisions that – you know, cost his defense 15 yards, throwing a shoe during a primetime game. I remember that. And I was like, what is he thinking there? But he's also been a guy that's dealt with injuries as well. So your thoughts here on uh, those two guys? Those two guys may be the kind of risk reward in free agency, right? I mean, Randy Gregory, obviously uh, uh, always a threat to get in trouble off the field, it seems like, which is unfortunate because he's so, so talented. I feel like he he bonded really well with Dan Quinn, though. So I yeah. feel like if, if Dan Quinn had become the head coach of the Broncos, I would say – no brainer. Randy Gregory's coming to Denver, but at this point, I feel like he's going to stick around in Dallas. If even if he doesn't, though, Cody, I'd be interested for sure. Jadavian Clowney is is another type of guy that man. He he's a big physical presence off the edge, and he had nine sacks this past season. There was a lot of talk about man. When is Jadavian Clowney going to start racking up the sacks? Well, he had nine sacks this past season playing opposite of Miles Garrett. So maybe maybe there's still something there. You get him on a two three year deal in Denver and bring him in and see what he can do for you. I like a couple other options too. I mean, Emmanuel Ogba, Cody had a good season this past year. Charles Harris for the Detroit lions really uh, kind of shed the first round bust label and came out and, and had a nice productive season as a pass rusher uh, for them too. 
Uh, yeah, I think that when you look at all the options, right, it's like you can never have enough pass rushers. I mean, we talk about you can never have enough wide receivers. You can never have enough cornerbacks. I feel like you can never have enough edge rushers as well because, I mean, it's super hard when the realistic standpoint for defenses now, when they're playing offenses where each offense usually is getting like 62 and the best offenses are like on the field 75 plays a game, you have to have guys, like you have to have depth there. And I think that for the last couple of years, the Broncos' depth at edge rusher has been tested. They definitely need to invest in it and try to strike gold. However, I think it's all about establishing roles, right? You have to establish who's a starter, who's a rotational guy, and are those guys happy with maybe those roles coming in? I think that's going to be one thing in free agency is many, many of these guys are going to have questions. I think, look, if you get Von Miller, if you get a guy like Chandler Jones, Dante Fowler, those guys are going to be starters. They, they absolutely are. But the other guys, it's like, hey – would this guy be a starter here or would he be a backup guy? And if he's a backup, is he okay with taking on that role? I mean, these are all the questions that we ask, and I'm sure there's a lot more that organizations and agents of these players ask as well because everyone wants to be a starter. I mean, no one wants to be like a you know rotational guy, the 12th man, but it's the unfortunate nature of the business. You can only have the best 11 on the field at some time. So Broncos country, let us know your thoughts below. on the Broncos edge rusher free agency preview should the Broncos bring back Von Miller? Who are you looking at in free agency that maybe the Broncos should entertain? If Sarah and I missed a name that maybe you had in consideration, drop it in the comment section down below here on YouTube. But that will wrap up today's episode. Lockdown Broncos here on your favorite podcast and providers here on YouTube. Subscribe, turn on notifications so you never miss out on all the action. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Both Sarah Bettinger and myself, we are back tomorrow with another free agency preview as we take a look at the wide receiver position here for the Broncos offensive side of the ball the Broncos look at other options on the free agency market. We take a look at that and we discuss, we debate, and more on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.